that, I feel like we're we've been walking through the desert for like two months, and uh, we've almost gotten to water. Meaning we only have three episodes left wow. of the Brick House NBA preview. Wow! I mean, it's been a fun time dying next to you in the desert. Yeah, there's if there's anyone I want <laughs> to die next to because of thirst. We would talk about so much basketball in the desert. Here we are, number three or number two in the West, San Antonio Spurs. Got a storyline for these guys that I think is pretty appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I consider them the procedural just like the show Law and Order. I mean, doing it, doing the same thing, get, going in, getting the job done for 20 years. You know, I feel like that this team of any team, you know, especially if Greg Popovich had had any say about it, just like, oh, you're doing a, a segment where you compare us. About, it's not about basketball. I don't care. I have no time for this. Shut it down right now. Fun's over, boys. Fun's over, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the only thing I could really say besides, you know, that they're uh, just so cut and dry is that the success of Law & Order has created endless spinoffs in television over the 20 years, such as Law & Order, Law and Order SVU, right. Special Victims, Law & Order Criminal Intent, Law & Order Trial by Jury, and Law & Order LA, as well as a television film, Exiled, a Law and Order movie. Yeah. Similarly. Which I have seen. Really? Yeah. All those things you've listed, I've like basically seen a majority. Yeah. Well, tell us tell us about them. I mean, uh, is they're this... all the same thing. <laughs> the thing, Law and Order SVU is the only one on right now. It's the only one left. And now they're getting Does real. Does it have the guy with the eyebrows? Sam uh, Watterson? No, uh, no, Sam Watterson, no. But Law and Order SVU is getting real preachy. And real, like, whatever happens in the media, those are what the episodes are about. Interesting. So, like, this year, it's been Black Lives Matter. They did one on that. They did one on transgendered stuff. Uh-huh. It, they, the writers now, well, they, they call them, they literally call it ripped from the headlines. So, they rip the stories from the headlines. Basically, take the story, then write an episode around it. And I say real preachy because they're real preachy. <laughs> regardless of what what side of you think on the issues uh-huh. they're very in your face gotcha which is fine because they always solve the mystery or do they uh so that's my <laughs> law and order recap yeah well just just like uh the spurs they've spawned so many spinoffs we were just counting them out here we go in uh, in the past 20 years 13 coaches nba coaches have come from the Spurs bench. Uh, that's that we could count. Huh? That's that we remembered. That's a, Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, if you want to tweet us, any ones we forgot, at BrickHousePod. Uh, the ones we do remember, though, Mike Bunholzer, mm-hmm. Coach of the Year last year. Avery Johnson. I think he's holding it down uh, for ESPN or TNT. No, he's at uh, Alabama now. He took oh, the college right? job. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good for him. He was a good coach. Quinn Snyder. He, uh, I think we talked about him uh, pretty extensively in the Utah preview, but he coached the Spurs D-League team for three years to uh, to earn his way back into the NBA. He's doing uh, doing well, turning around the fortunes of Utah Jazz. Mike Brown, who uh, has, uh, I guess, a debatable tenure in the NBA. He's coached on the Cleveland Cavaliers and the LA Lakers, back to the Cavaliers, and now 
currently not anywhere, but is always a defensive-minded coach from the from the Greg Popovich tutelage. P.J. Carlissimo, Latrell Sprewell, probably didn't think he was the best coach, but yeah, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Monty Williams, we just talked about in the Pelicans preview, uh, lost his job, but I think he got an assistant coach job for a new hire, maybe in Phoenix. Okay, Jacques see. Vaughn. Okay, see. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he joined Billy Donovan. Right. I knew he was a new coach this year. Jacques Vaughn, he just got ousted in Orlando, but uh, did an adequate job there. Steve Kerr, he didn't win uh, Coach of the Year, but did win the championship last year. Alvin Gentry was an assistant coach in San Antonio, as well as uh, Doc Rivers. Was Doc Rivers an assistant or just a player? I know one of his, one of his early coaching jobs was the Magic. So, no, he was never... He was never a coach. Uh, he was so just... he was like the TV movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And then also we have Brett Brown, who coaches now with the 76ers. Terry Porter. Terry Porter coach. Did he coach in. Uh... He coached in Phoenix. Coached you know who? In... Oh yeah, he was briefly head coach in Phoenix. Wasn't you know he? who else that we almost forgot? Tom Thibodeau was an oh, assistant shoot. with the Spurs. Man. So, yeah, that's almost half the positions in the NBA have at one time been filled or are currently filled by Spurs, Protégé, or Law & Order spinoffs. <laughs> uh, the same goes for people working in the, in upper management under R.C. Buford. The list isn't as long, but it's equally as impressive. Sam Presti of Oklahoma City, Del Demps of New Orleans, Kevin Pritchard of Indiana, Danny Ferry, formerly of Atlanta, but built a really good team there. <laughs> Rob Hennigan in Orlando and Dennis Lindsay in Utah. I think we I think we got most Rich of them. Rich Cho also former. Uh... Okay, we we're definitely leaving some people out then. Rich yeah. Cho, man, yeah, some of the best ones. Lance is, Blank, Masai Ujiri is he is he a spur? He probably stopped over in there. Yeah, it's like we the Suns. The Suns with brothers and twins. Oh man, yeah. If you're if you're a brother, you got to rent a house in Phoenix because you're coming to Phoenix. If you're if you have aspirations to be a GM or coach, you might as well just rent that place in San Antonio now. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, as you were saying, sort of pushing the envelope or how SVU is is very mainstream, you know, writing the headlines. Mm -hmm. the Spurs hired the first ever female assistant coach mm. in Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. So that's really cool. First summer league coach, too. And yeah, she won the summer league championship this year. From all the reports is she really actually paid attention to her and actually liked what she had to do. Apparently so. Popovich had her eye, his eye on her for years while she yeah. was still a player in the WNBA. Right. And she's just famous for being able to memorize like the entire playbook of every other team in the league. Yeah. And be able to recognize it, you know, in a, in an instant. Let's get into our next segment and tell you the story of law and order. Previously on the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, we all know the Spurs story. They, especially us Phoenix Suns fans, eh, Matt? Yeah, <laughs> all right. too well. Well, so uh, David Robinson came around in 1989. David Robinson, number one pick in the draft. Number one pick in the draft. I believe his first year was 89-90, right? Because uh, he got he got picked up in he got drafted in 87, and then he missed two years to go to the Navy. Right. And then he played. So his first year, 89-90. They... Can you imagine DeMarcus Cousins going to the Navy for two years? Yeah, no, you can't because you, you wouldn't. Uh, 
So David Robinson's first year, they made the playoffs, okay? They didn't miss the playoffs until 96-97 when they got the first pick for Tim Duncan, and they haven't missed the playoffs since. So Yeah, I read a stat that since 1997 when they drafted Tim Duncan, every season they have won no fewer than 60% of their games. Yeah, they've missed the playoffs. In the David Robinson, Tim Duncan era, they've missed the playoffs once. And you're right. Most most of the most of the time, not only are they in the sixty percent, they're in the high sixty percent in or seventy percent of victories. And they're resting their starters. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Last year, now this was more because the West is crazy. Last year they were sixth in the West. That was only the second time in Tim Duncan's era, in the Tim Duncan era they weren't in the top five in the playoffs. Wow. And that was such a crazy season, too. Because, they could have been third. Well, if they had won the game against the Pelicans, they would have been second. Right. So they, they went from second to sixth with one game. Right. So they were sixth just because that's how it had to happen. Which, you know, is exactly why we have a log jam of all these Western Conference teams mm-hmm. in a row here on Brickhouse. It's because they all are finishing with identical records. And they all just are, are so closely matched. Over the past decade and a half, they've had MVPs. They've had six men of the year, coach of the year, executive of the year, finals MVPs. They've all-star game MVPs. They've had every award you could imagine. They've had the finals. The past, the two finals between them and the Heat were great two of the finals. Best ever. One, because it was a seven-game series. And I, the year after, when the Spurs won 4-1, to one, I thought that finals was great just because it, because you could, it just the Spurs were not going to lose. The Spurs were operating in a, a rare form, even for the Spurs. Yeah, they were it, playing so perfectly. Spurs are the model of consistency, organizational wise and player wise. Yeah, the only other previously on notes I put here was Tim Duncan. He's he's obviously found the fountain of of youth or fountain of life pretty much since they won that championship in 2007. I mean, the media has finally learned not to rule them out. But for about eight years now, we've been predicting the Spurs to be too old, right? Too old to compete anymore. Mm -hmm. However, they keep just getting better and better. The last the last five seasons. Duncan has averaged hasn't averaged more than 18 points per game, and he has not averaged uh, double-digit rebounds. I don't think he cares. I don't think anyone's worried about it. Yeah, he it, doesn't need to until yeah. until you know a game five to swing the series, and then he'll haul his 40-year-old body to 20 rebounds, 25 points, for, and, you know the game-winning block. For some reason, last year he played in 77 games. Yeah, which is way too many. <laughs> I would imagine he he will be somewhere in the mid to low seventies this year. Now yeah. I got a I got a note here that Kawhi Leonard has probably made his pot dealer one of the richest guys in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, yeah. the the pot dealer in San Antonio. <laughs> it, He's uh, a mellow mellow assassin. Okay, well you want to move into the next one? I'll tell you about the owner of the team, one Peter Holt. <laughs> Peter Holt is the great-grandson of Benjamin Holt, who developed the first practical track-type tractor 
over a hundred years ago. Can you say that five times fast? Track type tractor, trap trap. Yeah, yeah you can't. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Get me again, Matt. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, this company actually began became what is known as Caterpillar, and uh, Peter Holt made his money by running his father's Caterpillar dealership in Corpus Christi, which they turned from a you know local competitor to the premier caterpillar dealership right. in the united states uh he was a vietnam veteran a, a military sergeant with a silver star and three bronze star medals of valor and a purple heart he bought the team in 1996 for 76 million dollars forbes just valued it last year as the 11th most valuable nba franchise at one billion dollars now wow cool cool interesting owner he's like one of the least rich owners i mean the the teams valued at one billion. The same page of Forbes had Peter Holt's net worth valued at two hundred million. What a loser! Which doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem to add up to me, but since he's the hundred percent owner of the Spurs. Yeah, but doesn't that just kind of fit what you would think about the Spurs owner too? He, Every he, day, he just sits on his rocking chair with yeah. his old dog Blue. He hasn't he hasn't paid for a meal in San Antonio in fifteen years. He yeah they. He bought it's a house. worth is half in bolo ties. Yeah, he <laughs> he bought a house, and the the bank was just like, you know what? It's on us. <laughs> it's on us. Take this. Uh, yeah. Any, Tell Manu I said. Hi. Yeah. Any car he wants, like a, a week after he buys a car, they're like you want a new one? Is this getting kind of old? <laughs> it's getting it's getting kind of. We'll get you. We'll get you. So he's essentially. Uh, George McFly and everybody else's Biff Tanner just polishing his car, running around, doing, uh, doing chores it, for him. Yeah, that's basically, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Awesome. Thanks, Peter Holt. Thanks for, uh, thanks for starting Caterpillar. You know, my grandpa, Bob Johnson, worked for Caterpillar his whole life. Really? And, and Peter Holt was born in Peoria, which is where Caterpillar is founded and where my grandfather lives. Wow, that's and awesome. Lived his, so you're, you have a family connection roundaboutly. I guess so. Cool. Well, let's get into who plays for these uh, consistently good DAs and detectives. And now, the starting lineup for your San Antonio Spurs! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Jack McCoy of the group is... Uh, Timmy? Tim Duncan. Nothing, nothing, nothing good or bad happens w- without without Tim Duncan, yeah, knowing about it. <laughs> and every now and then he gets a little flustered and makes the other people change it up, just like McCoy. When you don't want to fluster just by, McCoy, just by opening his eyes really big and not blinking yeah. for ten seconds. That's yeah. the ultimate shame. Is this what the Duncan. law is, Your Honor? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Kawhi Leonard. I think we said in one of the episodes that he was like top 10 in MVP odds, right? Something. Yeah, he was up there. I mean, I think he was like 18 to one, but he was one of the top 10 people. Yeah, don't, don't, don't waste your money. Aldridge is not going to come in and average what, like. His cool. shots are definitely going to go down from what yeah. they were in Portland. But yeah, he's but the that's big okay. pickup this summer. You don't, you don't go to San Antonio to average 30 and 12, right. you know? It uh, which is a ridiculous. Total yeah, he could have gone to the Lakers if that was his mo. Yeah, Parker Green, Leonard Aldridge, Duncan. The steal of free agency was David West. 
No kidding. D- David West turned down what eleven, twelve million a year yeah. to uh, to sign. Like Larry Bird million. used to play for the Spurs or something that I yeah. don't know about because he really helped out there. All right, let's just assume that David West is married. I don't know whether he is or isn't. Um, I'll look that up. But I was the other day. I was just thinking about David West and the conversation he had to have with his wife, if there's a wife. Yeah, he's not exactly the endorsement leader. Yeah, honey. In the NBA. I have a I have a player option for eleven million dollars. Oh, great! You're going to pick that up, right? Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Uh, move oh to like new york or la yeah. or miami uh, <laughs> y- no i'm we're gonna go to san antonio okay so what maybe like two years 20 million no how about one year one million but maybe i'll get a championship ring okay how much is that worth well i'm not gonna i wouldn't sell that <laughs> leslie west they've been married for 12 years wow I mean that's that's love. If you that's a that's a marriage right there. If that's yeah works out. I mean obviously David West has made a ton of money, but I mean one of the things remember Steve Nash stuck around because he said he wasn't going to give up nine million dollars on his deal with the Lakers. Like why retire when I can? Just he did make just that? get divorced though too. That is true. You, you don't guys don't take eleven million dollar pay cuts. In Not one usually. season. Not usually. They could take an $11 million overall pay cut over, what, like five years? Sure. But never in one full swoop. It's it's so Spursian of him, though. You know, I don't know who did the convincing, or obviously it was his decision to make. But every player on the Spurs has taken less money at one point to, to be a part of the team. And you don't see these guys all over the national commercials and stuff too. Yeah. And you know, I've read plenty of articles about these guys because I find them fascinating, especially Popovich and the way he maintains the alpha personality with all of these multimillionaire basketball players. Yeah. And you know, one of those things that he says is Duncan and players look up to him and you know, whether they treat him like a, a father figure or, you know, just a mentor, some combination of the two. You know, when they're faced with different decisions uh, throughout their career, oh, what do you think? Uh, you know, should I do this shoe deal? Should I do this sign on to do these car insurance commercials, five or six guaranteed commercials that I have to do? And Popovich, his answer is just like, why? What do you need to do that for? Like, do you not have enough money? You know, <laughs> and it's it seems so he, very simple. Jedi but, mind checks him into like, oh, maybe I do have enough money. <laughs> I never thought uh, all the guys have enough money. It's all a matter of relativity. Yeah. And it it is interesting that the Spurs are consistently filled mostly with less than half Americans. Yeah. And I don't know if it's really a European thing or, you know, want to say that Europeans aren't subject to greed and capitalism as well. But uh, an obvious thing, David West has made uh, enough money in his career any one of these NBA players um, who's been in the league for more than six or seven years, especially, has made enough for you know twenty people's lifetimes. Well, I have some salary figures of this year. Duncan is going to make five million dollars this year. Yeah, Ginobili is going to make two point eight million dollars this year. Parker, thirteen million dollars this year. Danny Green just re-signed. Now, if uh, Carroll, Damari Carroll, oh yeah, if he signed for fifteen, you think Green could have? pushed that limit maybe not 15 but green re-signed for 10 a year 10 million a year 
So even that few million dollars savings just to stay with the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard, they re-signed him for... Danny Green's probably top five shooting guard in the league. Or if not, just shooter, shooter, yeah. you know? So they get these guys just to... They, they just buy in. And it, it's, almost, it, it's almost like, you know, the people say the way to get girls is to neg them. But basically, like, if uh-huh. a girl thinks she's pretty, like, you basically tell her to her face she's not pretty. Okay. You know, it's... Uh-huh. Uh, I know you haven't been out on the, the dating scene for many years. Yeah, but so. I've heard about this. I always thought, you know... That was pretty dumb. Well, I, I never uh, never really seen it work myself. Right. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, in general, they say that. It's almost like Popovich, you said that with this shoe deal. Like, people are like, hey, you want to come? Or, or I'm thinking about coming to the Spurs. Pop's just like, hey, sure, if you want. I mean... We don't really need you. We won the championship a few years ago, but yeah. Hey, you know, if you if you want, Matt. Yes. When I was a Suns fan with during the Steve Nash years, you know, one of the most infuriating players to me was Boris Diaw. Right. And now he's like one of the best role players for the Spurs his, in uh, in recent memory. And his game is so Spurs, though. He can play run and gun, but it doesn't look like he can, and he's kind of spazzy when that happens. You get him in a system like the Spurs, and he his his kind of slow, methodical, I have to see what's happening type offense just works perfectly. It's, I bet you they also have less French restaurants in San Antonio than they do in Phoenix. Just a guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they, uh, you, you can't. Those do, will slow them down too. Do, do the do the French barbecue a lot of their food? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. But also, uh, Tony Parker is on the team, so that helps. Tony Parker. I didn't watch EuroBasket, but apparently he didn't look very good. His play can really make the difference. Uh, whether or not they're going to be championship contenders mm-hmm. or you know lose to one of these other guys in in the playoffs this year and the health of patty mills he was injured last year it always helps to have him as a shooter off the bench and listen this team if you told me this team was number one on our rankings that would have i wouldn't have even thought otherwise. they're number one on a lot of people's rankings yeah but I think people are, uh, you know, overlooking the obvious thing that the Spurs really don't care about the regular season. No, they don't. I think maybe after last year, they'll they'll uh, prefer to have home court advantage in yeah. the first round. That that that's when it kind of, kind of comes back to bite them when the West is so ridiculous that you mm-hmm. they the energy in Staples last year might have swung the series if they were if they were in San Antonio. Who knows if Blake and DeAndre and all those guys could have yeah. fought through the well, the Clippers. The Clippers actually won two games in San Antonio, and I think like Spurs I said, won. it didn't matter where they were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was such a great series. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into how many games we think we're gonna we think they're gonna win this year. Then record prediction. Uh, last year, along with just uh, just about every other team in the West, they were fifty five and twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, one more win, like we said, they would have been the two seed, but instead were the six seed. So, um, so my prediction is uh, fifty nine and twenty five. Yeah, I was going to go fifty eight. I can't. I really want to put them in the sixties, but because they're not worried too much about the regular season, I can't put them in the sixty sixty right. two. And every year, even though it might not look like it in the playoffs, Tony Parker, Ginobili, and Tim Duncan are inevitably getting a year older. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to imagine yeah, they're going to get more rest. We only got a couple times left to mention him, but... What the fuck has anything got to do with LeBron James?
got to say, the Spurs are one of those teams where you could actually have a, a meaningful discussion about the Spurs as a franchise affecting the career of LeBron James. Yes. If they don't win in 2014, I would say that LeBron is still on Miami. LeBron does he, not win a championship and three then in a row. leave. Win three in a row. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Win three in a row and leave. Why would he? And also, I think if the Spurs didn't just not only beat them, but destroy them to the point to convince LeBron, you know, I need to get some new teammates. Right. Even if he had it all under the guise of, you know, just returning home for the fans. I don't think LeBron is in Miami. I don't think they would be the favorites to win the championship this year. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say maybe Hassan Whiteside still comes up and, you know, surprisingly becomes one of the best players in the league and they don't have to pay him even a million dollars. But most likely that doesn't happen with him there. Right. Definitely don't have the money to sign Goran Dragic. I mean, if Chris Bosch went down with his uh, his medical condition before the playoffs started and was out for the season, they probably don't even make the finals. Like the Bulls could probably have beat LeBron and Wade. Although, of course, it's hard to say because, you know, by the end there, LeBron was a one-man wrecking crew. Right. But... You know, it's always just those those what ifs. I don't think there's any franchise except maybe the Celtics who gave LeBron the the blueprint for the big three that has really changed the career more than the San Antonio Spurs, who also swept him in uh, in 2007 in yeah. his first ever Post trip to the finals. Could have been his crowning moment in the NBA, and the Spurs just swatted him aside like a little fly. And now it's time for a personal anecdote with Matt Baker. This is kind of in turn with uh, LeBron. You know, people have said if LeBron played football, he'd probably be one of the best football players there is. You know, pretty much he's such a freak athlete that if he grew up playing soccer, hockey, any sport, he would probably be a pretty successful professional at it. Yeah. So let's imagine for the sake of this question, you're a top free agent who plays all five major sports. Oh yeah. This you're isn't like, this isn't uh this isn't far off from believing. Yeah, yeah you're like Deion Sanders crossed with Sidney Crosby, crossed yeah. with Cristiano Ronaldo. Crossed with Matt Baker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crossed with Danny Green. So, okay, the question is if you want to compete for a championship but also get paid yes which franchise do you choose for all these major sports including uh euro league soccer all right soccer manchester united because okay. they always seem to throw money around and they always seem to be right there they're like the top three or four team right yeah and they, they just throw the money around baseball i'm gonna say the st louis cardinals now they okay. don't they haven't spent a ton of money but they have given out big contracts in the past Perennial contender. Yeah, but they're always there. Let's see. We'll go with, for the NFL, we'll go with the Packers. I was going to guess you were going to say Packers or Patriots. Yeah. Seem like the most consistent teams. Yeah, I don't really like the Patriots all that much, so I'll go with the Packers. <laughs> NBA, I mean, I guess it's the Spurs, They, if you're good enough, they'll give you money. Yep. And they're, and we're talking, we're talking about in today, right? Today's NBA. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the Spurs. Uh, that leaves me with hockey. That's right. Let's see, hockey. Where would I want to go? What would I want to... 
Um, there's mariachi music outside of your house right now. Dude, it's, it's great. San Antonio. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. We're San in San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, I hired them. Uh, <laughs> hockey, let's, I guess Detroit. I I mean, they're they're not, or no, I'm going to, Blackhawks. We'll go with Black the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're usually good, right? Yeah, they've been really good, and they, they're not scared to keep their players around with the They're money. probably not owned by Jerry Reinsdorf, though, are they? No, <laughs> they aren't. Okay. Maybe then ne- you'll get those dollars. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. So those are the teams. Nice. Nice. Quick uh, quick on the draw there. On the next episode of Brickhouse. Well, uh, you know, follow us at Brickhouse Pod. Email us, Bob or Matt, at BrickhousePodcast.com. Only got a couple of sneak peeks left. And, you know, since there's only two teams left, I feel like, uh, you know, it's getting pretty obvious. I don't want to give it away, so I got some some uh less obvious preview questions here sneak peek they have an australian player who looks like a rabid mole when he's playing basketball Uh, they have a wing player that believes characters on the fox show empire are based on him and his girlfriend's lives and he would like some royalties from so i hope that didn't give it away it wasn't too obvious the number two team on the NBA preview by Brickhouse is coming up next. Next episode. Thank you.